Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Thanks for being with us today for the Mississippi Arts Hour, the Arts Commission's weekly conversation with creative Mississippians. I'm your host, Leslie Barker, Arts-Based Community Development Director at the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today I'm talking with artist and executive director of the Hattiesburg Arts Council, Alejandro Wooten. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming to Hattiesburg. I'm very excited to be in Hattiesburg and to be seeing the work in person of, of one of our uh, longtime grantees at the Arts Commission, and I'm so excited to hear more about your work. Yay. But we're going to start with you. Okay. We're going to start with your background. Okay. So did you grow mm-hmm. up in Mississippi? Of course. Um, I am from Meridian, Mississippi. Meridian. I went to Meridian High School, and I graduated in 1987, and then I came to Hattiesburg um, to go to the University of Southern Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I then um, kind of, it, it, I, it's not ended up, but I guess my, I figured out that my calling was uh, going to be in the arts, okay? And so I started out from the, from the beginning majoring in art, and I ended up getting my degree in art as well. But I did take six years in undergraduate. <laughs> so, you know, I, I took my time. I had a good time. In college, it's the it, like the the, mo- the the my most favorite part of my life. Yeah, why would college. you want to leave? Yeah, why would you want to leave? And if I could be anywhere now, I would go back to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my degree is in three dimensional design and sculpture, mm-hmm. and um, loved every single minute of it. The uh, my mentors, my gurus, mm. um, are special to my heart to this day. And so, who are some of those? Well, uh, well, I'll start, and then we'll 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 get to the one that ties everything together. But um, one in particular, his name was uh, Vernon Merrifield, mm. was a professor of design, and he was one of those professors that were when you were in the studio at night. He would be, you, I mean, I'm talking 11 or 12 o'clock. He was around mm-hmm. to answer questions, to guide you in what you were doing that pertained to your education, but took it even further, just who you were as a person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, unfortunately, he did pass away uh, a while back, uh, but he made a huge difference in my life. Um, and there's several others, but he's that one that sticks out the most. And then in 1990, uh, a person by the name of Rebecca Stark Johnson came mm-hmm. to town. And of course, she uh, came to town to teach at the university cello. Uh, and we met then, of course, she was a professor. I was a student. But we were in kind of this, uh, a social scene in a way, <laughs> that uh, allowed us to get to know each other. Long story short, I, when I left Hattiesburg in 1993, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. I spent 17 years there. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that's where I kind of was an adult in Atlanta mm. and spent a few years in Pensacola. And then I came back here because there was a job opp uh, opportunity for um, my partner. So with that said, I coming back to Hattiesburg, I was like, you know, I need some employment, <laughs> right? Got to have a job. Did a few things here and there and then um, came to see Rebecca one day and she was just kind of like, um, hmm. And because she was in this office kind of by herself, mm -hmm. you know. And with that said, she was handling everything beautifully. But when you don't even have someone to bounce an idea off of, it's kind of makes things a yeah. little difficult, right? So she was like, why don't you come in and just kind of do some clerical work? And one thing led to another. So <laughs> so Rebecca, yeah. in the meantime, while mm -hmm. you were gone, yes. went from professor yeah. to the Hattiesburg Arts Council yes. uh -huh. and then pulled you in. Exactly. Yes, but now she had a lot of she had her professional cello life in between there too, mm. and and her her kids. Like one thing is that she she started her first child when I left. She had the kids, and when I got back, they were going off to college. You see what I mean? So it's like I missed oh, that yeah, section yeah. of her life. And you guys yeah. stay connected. It stayed very connected. Yeah. Almost two decades. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, I'm one thing I'm so interested in when I talk to artists from Mississippi is mm -hmm. how place and how this place affects you as an artist yes. how was it mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. being an artist or even just experiencing art mm -hmm. in atlanta uh -huh. versus yeah. mississippi mm -hmm. hattiesburg or mississippi as a whole yeah well the major difference for for my experience or what the major difference for me when i was in atlanta I work for professional um, uh, decorative art galleries. Mm. So it really was artwork and framing that matched an environment. Mm. It was pretty over the couch for a home mm. or for um, a uh, corporate space. Mm. So it was not, I never considered it, it to be fine art. Gotcha. So that always bothered me just a little bit. <laughs> But at the same time, I had access to the high museum. I had, you know, access to go see fine art when I needed to. I had access to, you know, the Fox Theater and all of mm. its wonderful uh, productions. Um, and then also, I always had a chance to, when I was in Atlanta, I did travel. You know, I've been to, let's say, the Met. I've been to Europe. I've, I've seen a lot. Um, also, I, I forgot this part. When I was in... Uh, when I was at USM, I did do the summers summer abroad program mm -hmm. with UGA, mm -hmm. uh, summer of ninety, which you go and you're you're um, there. We were stationed out of Cortona, Italy. Oh. And but you every weekend you take a trip somewhere like you you go to Florence, you go into Rome, you go into where you you go into all the major art hubs. So that mm. was a lot for. A little, uh, a young person from Mississippi. Right. Yeah. Talk about place and art and right. experiencing it. You're yeah. in it. Mm. You know, it's, it's in their food, it's in their language, it's in their everything about the Italians. And it's, I mean, the French and all the, you know, the other cultures around, it's, it's there too. But it's just, you can just, ugh, you, you, you're immersed in it. Did it blow your mind? It blew my mind. It really did. <laughs> it blew my mind. But it, opened me to the point of course it, it, it just it opens a person's mind and it, it hit home to me 
I, I wish that everyone had the chance to travel outside of this country mm. so that you can really see that our country's not so bad because you do get a chance to, even all the beauty you see, you see some things you're not accustomed to as well. Mm. And when you get back home, you're like, okay, <laughs> I get it now. You know, this, the United States is, it, it, it's on the right track or it can be on the right track. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had that experience with the South, you know, uh, like yeah. I left for like a summer and was like, oh, I see the beautiful things about home now, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was my experience coming back here. I, I, I have always loved Hattiesburg. I mm-hmm. love it. And um, small town, fine. Uh, but I don't feel cheated in any way. I think everything here is so, when I say rich, mm-hmm. it's rich. Uh, my mother used to say that the soil the soil here is so rich that when you stick your, your hands in the ground, your fingernails will grow. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, that's so interesting that you say that. I lived in Memphis for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I always say that in Memphis, it mm-hmm. feels like the art and the talent comes like from the river. Mm-hmm. But in Mississippi, it mm-hmm. feels like it comes from the soil. Yeah. It's, it grows here. It's beautiful. So I, I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> so what you know yeah. I, I love Hattiesburg as well I went to undergrad yeah. here but oh, yeah. what is what is it about Hattiesburg that uh-huh. you love what is Alejandro's uh-huh. Hattiesburg wow my Hattiesburg is just being able to not to be able to uh, uh, hmm, to relax and also there's a certain amount of safety I mm. feel here when I first moved back here I don't I was just driving in my car and I had this feeling of if something happened, you know, it could be a hurricane, it could be a natural thing like a mm-hmm. hurricane or something happened, I feel like people here would take care of each other. Mm. They would share their last loaf of bread with you. That's huge. You know, mm-hmm. whereas let's say, and uh, don't get me wrong, I love Atlanta. However, slightly different equation when you have that many people, mm-hmm. maybe kind of in competition for something. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's just a little bit more, okay, 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 you know. <laughs> Do you think that changes what art looks like in a place? I think so. Yeah. I really do. You, you, I think I am much more, I encourage more for people to do something that they enjoy, whether it's fine art or not, mm. is it, focus on your pleasure. If you mm. like making jewelry, if you like making macrame, or you like creating fine art, or, you know, if you like ballroom dancing as opposed to, you know, up on your toes, or mm-hmm. uh, a community theater as opposed to, you know, something where you're trying to get some the, the next audition for something mm-hmm. huge. I'm hoping that it brings a person joy first. Mm. More so than that, I've got to be the biggest and the best. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, Are you still practicing your own personal art making? Well, what happens is that Rebecca and I both kind of, uh, when she was in this seat, we kind of look at it this way. We've done a, we've accomplished a lot of things. As an individual, I guess you could say. <laughs> For our own name and all of that and things that make you an artist. When you're in this position, you get the you get gratification from giving someone else a platform, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at any age, it can be someone that's a senior, 
like some of the programs we have for seniors, programs that we have for just everyday folks of all ages. But when, and then when you get that young child mm-hmm. that you've given opportunity to, mm-hmm. that kind of brings me to a story that um, when I was in high school, the thing that made me decide to major in art when I got to college is that there was an organization in Meridian and I don't know, it could have been their version of an arts council in Meridian, I don't know exactly but they had a show of high school artwork and the high schools were to participate and it was going to be judged Mm -hmm. while I won first place Hmm. you see Mm -hmm. that one thing obviously changed my entire life if that wouldn't have happened then I decided to major in the arts and come to USM all the people I know (laughs) this job I have right now (laughs) would not have taken place I love that you know I was just talking to a co-worker of mine who is also a visual artist and she said Mm -hmm. she was talking about a teacher who encouraged her and I was like with writing that happened with me and I thought I don't think any artist would be an artist without someone telling them you're good at this it's like permission Mm -hmm. yeah and you get to do that now you get to do it and so yeah exactly (laughs) yeah I and if I see it happen and uh, the 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 person or the young person the the elderly whatever they don't have to come back and tell me I just to know that I have made it possible Mm -hmm. is there a moment Mm -hmm. or a favorite Mm -hmm. moment or just a Mm -hmm. a specific moment that you have seen Mm -hmm. it that yeah that you because you know sometimes when you're Mm -hmm. supporting the arts or teaching or providing Mm -hmm. a space you don't see what happens Mm -hmm. but sometimes you get a glimpse of oh Mm -hmm. that's what it turned into do you have one of those moments yeah but there's so many so many we have had so since i've been working here i was um uh, Rebecca's um, uh, arts facilitator for seven years. Mm. So now I'm, I'm kind of in my eighth year as the executive, coming into the executive director position. So many. I mean, and they, they're they're so different because they're different when it's, it's a young person. They're different when it's just a person my age or, you know, just, you know, uh, family age, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the kids and the da-da-da. Um, and then when it's someone from a seniors program but you can see it. I, I, I wish I did have one, mm. but I, I cannot single it out because it's, it, it's just it, it's so all the time. You mm. can just feel it, and you you I get emotional. <laughs> I really do, um, especially in the mornings. For some reason, <laughs> I, I'll tend to drop a tear in a minute in the morning, and by I guess by lunch and by the time my coffee kicks in, I just am more. <laughs> Harsh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> caffeine is hard. <laughs> caffeine, <there>. caffeine. <laughs> put the caffeine wall on, and I'm just like whatever. But yeah, if something happens and you're watching it, and you just you just break down in tears. We do have a program um, with the Arc, which uh, is um, adults with special needs, and they do a program at the Sanger. And you, when they do that program at the Sanger in, I believe it's April. Um, you, it's going to be hard to find a dry eye in the house. 
is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. And I'm Leslie Barker from the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today my guest is Alejandro Wooten of the Hattiesburg Arts Council. So Alejandro has relatively recently become the executive director. And Indeed. so we're going to talk about that and, mm-hmm. and, and what that means for you. But also, what does an arts council do? I know you and I, you know, you work at one, I work at the Arts Commission. Yes. We have them throughout the state. Yes. What does an arts council do? An arts council. Well, this particular arts council, um, it, it, it gained its foundation in 1970. Okay? Oh, so long yeah. time. Long time now. It's what, 51 years or so? Mm-hmm. And so with that, you know, things kind of change over time, mm-hmm. right? You had these wonderful, our founders, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people who um, wanted to create a situation for the people of the community to have access to the arts, right? Because I guess you could look at it this way. You, you had, you, or you have two universities here. Mm -hmm. You have University of Southern Mississippi Mm -hmm. and you have William Carey. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times on a college campus, things happen on a campus and they kind of, not that it's deliberate or anything like that, it gets contained on the campus. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say if there's a recital, that's a good example. If someone has right. a recital, right. then, you know, the public may not know that so-and-so had a recital mm-hmm. other than friends and family and things of that nature. Performances, yeah, uh, the public is always uh, welcome to come, but it's it's something that sometimes doesn't reach out as much into the community, right? Mm -hmm. So, from what I understand, the vision of the founding members was to help the public schools Mm -hmm. make sure that the arts stayed in the classroom give uh, young folks in the public schools things to come to. They always would have something that took place at the same theater, like a, um, like a, for the really young kids, they would have some kind of puppet show or something like that. For the high schoolers, they would have some kind of program. Um, we, the, one of our crowd favorites is um, a brown bag concert series. Mm that takes place right behind our city hall. So in October, and the weather is always fabulous in October, it rarely rains, um, on Thursdays from 11.30 into 1, um, you, we, um, as the Hesper Arts Council, we book a, usually a local musical act. 
and we have lunches. And when I first came here, they said brown bag. I was really picturing a brown bag. <laughs> ah, <laughs> actually, the food through in kind donations will come from the the, the restaurants. Usually downtown. So you guys provide the food? Oh yeah, but it's but now they it's seven dollars. Oh, yeah. but yeah. lunch and a show. Yeah, lunch and a show. Where are you gonna yeah. get that for seven dollars? Yeah, seven bucks. And now and you don't have to buy that lunch. You can come and bring your own lunch, or you don't you know if you don't want to eat whatever. But it's it's yeah you have a nice and it it because of inflation is seven. It was it was six a few years ago, and I'm sure when it first started, it's probably a couple of bucks. Man, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so. That has been a staple, and I think we decided that it had been going on for 28 years. 28 years? 28 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Has it been Uh a consistent, Uh has there been a consistent audience the whole Uh, time? Pretty much. Yeah, you have people that, you you, honestly, when I um, first started, when I first started working here and first started seeing the people, they're regulars. They count on it every October, Mm. you know. the only one we had to cancel was the one we had with the COVID when no one really knew what to do. You know, we had mm-hmm. to cancel that one. But last year, as uh, my first year in the seat, got to bring it back. So I was like, yay, look, yeah, this is great. Um, but the people just love it because it's in the middle of the day. All of the, the people who work downtown, the people who work in City Hall, the mayor, it, it, you name it, they're there. I would imagine, because we know the power of art, uh-huh. that people walking in, having uh-huh. been in a stressful work day, yeah. look very different as yeah. they leave. They this. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, it's something, you know, and, it, you know, the, the restaurant that we get the food from is, 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 is just as kind of close as we are. But the fact that they know that they're, they're, they're giving a donation... Mm. To the Hasbro Arts Council. Mm. And like you said, they're able to gather with other people and smile and clap along and, and just enjoy. It's, it's a great feeling. Really, really nice. So you uh, mentioned that uh-huh. last year, being uh-huh. your first year as the executive director, yeah. you got to bring this back I after did. it was gone for yeah, a year. For a year, yeah. What Did uh, you notice uh, people feeling uh, even maybe more appreciative uh-huh. of connection and art? Oh, God, yeah. It definitely, because it's almost like, even now, like even for me, I, I'm one of those people who I, I love going to a really good either wind ensemble or a orchestra performance. Mm. Like something that's just going to, I'm just going to be sitting there ready to jump out of my seat. Well, I really haven't had that opportunity in quite mm-hmm. a while. And when I do, <laughs> I know I'm going to, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. I'm going to break down. Mm-hmm. I think we're all waiting on that. But, um. I guess back to I got I got a little sidetracked there, but what what we do as the Hattiesburg Arts Council is that we make the arts accessible mm-hmm. to any and everybody. We make sure to make all of our programs, with the exception of one, sometimes if we even do it, a fundraiser per year, free and open to the public. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we might do a. A workshop that oh, let's say uh, we did face jugs one time and that was wonderful. That's when there is a fee, it's a small fee. Tell us about face jugs. I oh, face jugs! Face jugs we did with uh, his name is Mark Rigsby, mm-hmm. and he works at the University of Southern Mississippi, and he's in um, he's uh, ceramicist, but he does a lot of different things. 
Uh, I actually went to college with his wife, uh, mm. Melanie Eubanks, and um, she's at JCJC. All right. So we decided because we've see, we've seen them, let's say in kind of like an yeah. antique store where yeah. there's stalls and there's yeah. want to have a bunch of ceramics, want to have a bunch of lamps and quilts and you know crafts yeah. and you name it, right? And a lot of times you'll see these face jugs and they'll have like these almost gorgle kind of faces, mm-hmm. you know. And they're ceramic and they've been made by someone. Sometimes they are um, they're made to have a cork in the top and there's something um, let's say alcoholic in them, <laughs> moonshine, sometimes some spirits. Some spirits. <laughs> Um, sometimes they're made to where the top is a little bit bigger and you can put a plant in it. So then you would have the face gotcha. and then the, gotcha. the, the plant part of it would be the hair, right? Yes. I so I was this. like, that would be so cool. And so um, he came and we had two sessions. The morning was family oriented. Mm. Okay. It's where you could bring the kids and, you know, if you had someone who was younger he you know you it was handled a little different after lunch <laughs> we had it and we had a little extra something to uh sip on <laughs> got it got the spirits with the <laughs> we got yes, the, had the spirits yes. with the spirits yes. got it and so we were having a we made it more spiritual so, yeah <laughs> yeah yes, yes. that's what we did so it, with something like that, it, it was the, the price was like I think you had a small jug at I think it was thirty five. The larger one was forty five. Mm. You know, as opposed to, and you didn't have to go out and buy a bunch of materials. Everything was uh, supplied for you. Mm. People like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's done. You just yeah, you, you show just up. Show up. Then of course the pieces with clay, it has to dry for a certain amount of time. Then it has to, he did it where when it was going to be finished, you were left with a, a very nice colored clay body. It, it Like mm-hmm. we didn't go back and glaze or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. That I think I might end up doing again because it was just so much fun. That sounds really fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. With the programming, I guess back to the free and open to the public, there's only a few things that we charge for. Something that I see pop up on social media a lot that you do regularly is a drum circle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. Now, that's one of my personal favorites. Um, The drum circle, it came out of the season that we could not do brown bag. Hmm. We were like, we got to do something. We have this, we have the open space on our schedule to do it. So it's relatively new. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. It, is it is new as of last year. Because it feels like just yeah. so, such a part of what you do. Oh, my. So then we decided, okay, what can we do? What can we do? And we, you know how sometimes you're just watching different things on social media, and it's like, huh, that drum circle stuff looks like fun because it's not something you can be a bona fide musician, or if you're not, you just kind of just kind of fit in somewhere and... You know, it's not about reading music and counting all of that. It's more about a vibe, I guess you can say. Um, so that was born out of uh, thinking outside of the box mm. when we were shut down from um, uh, Brown Bag. Now, of course, you don't have as many people at the drum circle as you would at Brown Bag. Mm-hmm. Okay, when Brown Bag usually will serve. Anywhere from 75 to sometimes 120 people. Per, per thing? Oh, per wow. one, yeah. Yeah. But the, the the drum circle, I think the maximum we've had right now has been maybe 15 or 20. Mm. So it's a, And it's a different kind of crowd. 
You know. So I was going to ask yeah. you, is it yeah. a com- mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a crossover? Is mm-hmm. it completely different? It's a crossover now. It, and also, we noticed with the drumming, we kind of encouraged this particular drum circle to be adults. Because, you know, sometimes it's just, uh, it's good for adults to have a space where right. they can be adults. Mm-hmm. Now, this drum circle has given birth to a program that I'm doing with a Boy Scout troop. Really? You so okay. So saying? how did it happen? How okay, did that happen? Okay. It happened <laughs> in, in that there's a Boy Scout troop that is under one of the churches here. Okay, mm-hmm. and these particular Boy Scouts are um, considered to be underserved. I, 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 it's weird using terms like that, but that's just the way it it's hard works. to find the right word. It's yeah. hard to find the right words for that. However. These are young men that need um, to earn their badges, if mm-hmm. nothing else. So one of the badges that they that they have to earn is is uh, music. So we're helping them get their music badge using. Here's the kicker: we're using bucket drums. <gasps> That's so cool. The bucket drums we had, of course, in kind donation from one of the hardware stores gave us. Large sum of them. Now, here's another kicker. Instead of just, and you have to take them and invert them and put a string and all of that good stuff. And of course, drumsticks, we, we, you know, we acquired those as well. But here's another kicker. Take those bucket drums and before you have your first session of drumming, you got to decorate your drum. Oh, that's cool. So then with that, you get that vinyl, okay? Then you get a donation from most printing places that have vinyl scraps that they need to throw away. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So you're connecting all of these pieces of the community and it comes back to what is an arts council or what is this arts council? Exactly. You see, Mm -hmm. you have to, you pull all of those things together to make something creative happen Mm -hmm. and maybe it will change one young, uh, young man's life. The drum circle may change one adult's life in that Drum circle. <laughs> and it's more than yeah. worth it. You know? Mm-hmm. Brown bag may just make someone smile. And when they go back to work, they open the door for someone, which made someone else smile, which then they in turn go in and do something amazing for someone. It's, it's, it's the butterfly effect. Mm. But <laughs> you and I can agree, our jobs, is we do a lot yeah. of not only the programming, but the administrative parts. Right. The paying of the bills, <laughs> the the uh, balancing of the books, <laughs> the, the QuickBooks, and the, all of that. And it's a lot of work to and make things happen. And it's a lot of happen. work. And it, it, and it, it's like, it, it, it's one of those things that you, no matter what you do, you try to put it down. You you draw a line around the door, your office door, and say, okay, now when I leave this door, I'm going to go home and I'm not going to... Nope. You're going to be at home and you're going to think of, well, let me write that down. Or, ooh, I better send this out. Oh, just one quick email, you know. Because this is my field. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's a calling. It's a calling. Mm-hmm. I have... There's a reason I am doing this. Now, I will say... I have, in that calling, I have a plan to do it for a certain amount of time that I think makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to 
pass the torch like it was passed to me, and I'm going to sit on my front porch, and I'm going to make crazy quilts. Okay? <laughs> is that a specific kind of quilt? Yes, it is. Okay, so it's not just that you're you know, specific, I want to make a crazy quilt. No, what crazy, are crazy quilt. quilts. Um, crazy quilts are actually, they're, they're usually made from usually scraps that mean something, you know. Oh. Okay. And they're, they're, they don't have to be completely square. They don't have to, they just have their, they're, they're just, they're, when you look at them, they look crazy. Now, here's the thing that most people don't know. To technically be a crazy quilt, it must have a spider in it somewhere. Really? Mm -hmm. It can be embroidered. It can be a, a piece of fabric that has spiders on it. But when you look at a quilt and it's like, what's going on here? And you see a, one or two, a, 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 at least one spider has to be on it somewhere. And then that's what makes it a crazy quilt. What's the significance of this? Spider? I have no idea. <laughs> so it's just like it's yeah. just like this this thing mm -hmm. that's passed yeah. down and happening. Now I'm sure if I we talk to and I have access to and have worked with some uh, very very high uh, well high end is not the right word uh, bona fide quilters. Uh, we have Pine Belt quilters here, mm -hmm. and they're a wonderful organization. And I'm sure if I ask one of them, they maybe could give me the history of it. I don't know the history of it, but I do know to look for that spider. And if you see a spider. That is a crazy quote. I'm going to have to ask mm -hmm. our folk life director mm -hmm. about that. Because yeah. I bet she knows. She knows. It's yeah. kind of fun not to know, though, I have yeah. to say. Yeah. It's kind of fun to just know yeah. there has to be a spider. There has to be a spider. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Thanks for being with us today for the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Leslie Barker with the Mississippi Arts Commission, and I'm talking with Alejandra Wooten, Executive Director of the Hattiesburg Arts Council. So Alejandra, tell us a little bit about how long you've been in this role. Okay. Well, um, I can tell you the exact date. <laughs> um, Rebecca Stark Johnson's last day was May 15th of 2021. Okay. So... After that, well, I, before that, obviously, um, the job search was put out for a new executive director. And so it wasn't automatic. It, no, it was not automatic at all. It, it, the, it was, it was, it was opened. You know, mm -hmm. it, because I think that's that's a good thing to do, right? You you open it up because we were open, or the 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 organization open to hey, there may be something out there new and different and. Uh, for the sake of improvement, if nothing else, right? That's you a really great kinda way to answer it, yeah. Keep that open, you know? Who's to say we're doing everything perfect? Mm. So, with that, I, uh, with a little bit of encouragement from members of the board and Rebecca, you should apply. Okay, all right, uh, okay. But in that, of course, having 
the seven years of experience of being in this office and watching Rebecca Stark Johnson <laughs> do the and take on the role of executive director, I was like, wow, that's a lot. And I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm thinking to myself at the same time, I'm 50 and I need to have a, a job that a 50 year old would have. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there, right? Grow on up. <laughs> With that said, I did go ahead and apply and I did end up getting past the torch, right? <laughs> and I was like, okay, here we go. And with that, I think I was thinking about it a lot. And I, I kind of often think that someone coming in from somewhere else mm -hmm. may have come in, not blind, but coming in and think, hey, how hard can it be? You know, it's, it's an executive position. It's in the arts. How hard? And so that perception is is a little bit uh, can we say it goes throughout not only what an executive director does what our organization does and what people are expected to do and behave in particular situations when it comes to the arts absolutely how would you explain the difference between maybe what someone's perception of of mm -hmm. an arts event is mm -hmm. And what they're really going to get when they walk into the doors of an event, mm -hmm. or outside, <laughs> and mm -hmm. to an event by the Hattiesburg Arts Council. Okay. And that, yes, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and I can only speak, or I only choose to speak about a perspective, like you're saying, from this organization. Mm -hmm. And I'll do that through an example of, of events that we have. One in particular is the Emerging Artist Exhibit. Um, that particular exhibit is open to the public. Uh, emerging artists is, is, would be the target for them to submit their work and for us to adjudicate it. In that, an example would be that they're asked to, if they're a visual artist, they're asked to submit anywhere from three to five images. We then go through it. And then we decide, based on how many applicants we mm -hmm. had and how much room we have, whether I can show one from each person or all five from each mm -hmm. person. Usually I'm like two or three from each person, right? And so they come in after we send them the email and tell them your, these pieces have been accepted. And when they come in, you can, you can tell by the way they're behaving or looking or the look in their eyes. They're like, you guys are so nice. And it's like, well, huh? <laughs> What were you expecting? And they don't say it, but you can tell they were expecting a kind of a highbrow, kind of a kind of a austere kind of um, feeling or uh, condescending behavior and things of that nature. And when they realize, wait a minute, they're 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 normal, <laughs> and then <laughs> or whatever that Those word means, are normal. they're they're kind of normal people, right? And and kind of fun loving too. And then, <laughs> you know, and then when the actual show comes around and they're here and they're made to feel important, they're like, their artwork is on the wall. Mm. And you see that young person or, 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 or college person or someone who is more senior or however you want to say it, um, uh, taking pictures with their artwork, with pride, yeah. their chest to suck out and their husband, wife or mother or whatever is taking that. That, that cell phone photograph, you know, mm -hmm. hey, wow. 
it's amazing. Now we have an we have a um, exhibit that hits that home even more. Okay. The photo competition we don't adjudicate that at all. <laughs> the photo competition, the pieces, the public is invited to submit up to five pieces. We don't see a single one of them until they bring them in. And so we're like, oh, okay, we're just, we're going to wing it. You know, we have different categories, you know, from landscape to to portrait to, you know, all five categories for the actual um, exhibit. They bring their pieces. I think people feel very included in that or in, uh, being, they feel more open to be included or include themselves because... There's an even or more even playing field because almost anyone now has the ability to take a good photograph. Mm -hmm. We have phones. Most all phones take really good photographs. You don't have to have high-tech equipment to get the job done. You don't have to stay up all night in a dark room. You can have your print printed out on an office mm -hmm. printer. You can have it done at a local drugstore, right? <laughs> get a frame from a craft shop after you get the coupon. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Bring your pieces in. Right. You're ready to go. Um, and also with that one, uh, we have prize money. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Prize money. There's wow. prize money. We have ribbons. Um, the ribbons go from, of course, first place, second, third, and honorable mention within the categories. Mm. Then, because the show is divided into uh, adult and children, best in show adult this year got $100. Best in show children's gets the same $100. That's so cool. It's not yeah. even less for kids. No, like, it's they not. Get the same. They get $100. Now, when I kind of when I first started working here, there was a, a young man, and he won, and he was really good really really good photographer he's always been a good photographer he was eight years old at the time and at the time the prize money was fifty dollars it was fifty dollars yeah. so he, get, he, get, he comes to pick up his check and his artwork um after the show was over we said now what are you going to do with that that fifty dollars and he said he was going to uh, save he saved enough money so he could buy him a truck <laughs> I, my, that was one of those Aww. moments you talked about moments yeah, where you're just yeah. like you want to cry and I, I think i did drop a tear out of my eye i was just like no oh. Like he's he had plans he, for that. He's he's gonna save money to buy himself a truck, mm. and he meant that. I really hope he got his truck. Uh, well, he's he's only thirteen now. Okay, well, not yet. <laughs> but now, yeah. but now <laughs> he's, he's still saving. Yeah, he's still doing <laughs> photography and all that. But the last I heard, he's like golf. He's in golf lessons, and I mean, the kid is he's going places. Put it that way. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It's wonderful. But again, I think people when they actually come into our environment, they realize that we come from the approach of open arms. Mm -hmm. We want everyone, we want the community to experience each other. We want people to expose each other to each other's, not only their artwork, their food, their way of speaking, their way of explaining something, their, their way of being, their, their, the way they dress. Mm -hmm. It all communicates something. It does. And the way I see it is that the more we start to draw those, um, those those connections between each other, the better off we are as a society. Absolutely. And as, and as a community, right? Absolutely. That's my hope. And you have a couple things coming up that yes. before our time ends, oh. I want you to tell okay. us about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one. Vintage Tea Dance. Okay, the Vintage Tea Dance is uh, this year's only fundraiser. 
okay? And again, with a fundraiser, it's $25 per person. It's not any more than that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's what it should be. There's a reason, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's still accessible. That's an accessible fundraiser. Yeah. Yes. So this particular event, and in actuality, this event was going to happen last year at around the same time is scheduled for this year. COVID canceled it, okay? So we just, boop, move it on. <laughs> so we moved it on, and it will, what I'm going to do with this one, I'm going to have a dance instructor start dance classes, and they, uh, I think it's going to, we, we call it, we say swing into spring. So swing into spring. Exactly. So she'll start doing swing lessons, and maybe more, I don't know, leading up to this particular event. Oh, that's great. And so then they can come out and strut their stuff on this particular night, which happens to be, and let me make sure that I get it right, April 23rd. April 23rd. Mm -hmm. And tickets for that will go on sale really soon on our website, which is Hattiesburg Arts, with an S, Hattiesburg Arts Council.com. It used to be .org. <laughs> .org will send you to some kind of other thing. We won't talk about that. I don't know what it is, but it, we, I, I saw it one time and I was like, wow. That's not us. That's really not <laughs> us. <laughs> so, HattiesburgArtsCouncil.com. Once we get the Eventbrite link connected, you'll be able to get your tickets. Wonderful. And you'll want to get them early. Um, we will have, um, we're, I think we're using the word spirits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll have it's a, a few, spirited we'll, dance. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll have some spirits most likely. And then, um, uh, most likely if, um, if everything goes well, as far as with the whole COVID thing, we'll have some hors d'oeuvres and things that are, um, uh, appropriate. Yes. And then you have something coming up even before that. Oh yeah. I have one that I'm super excited about coming up. We have, um, I, I, I hesitate to say lecture, so I would like to say conversation and a fine art exhibit with Native American artist Tammy Greer. She is a professor at the University of Southern Mississippi, and um, her lecture conversation is going to be about the Southern Miss Medicine Wheel Garden which is located on the campus of, of University of Southern Mississippi. Mm. That uh, garden is planted with native plants that also happen to be medicinal, okay? So she'll be here to get a conversation going about that and take questions as well. This event is going to be Saturday, March 12th from 11 to 1 p.m., the doors will open at 12.45. The conversation will begin at 11, and then re the reception will begin at 12. This event will be at, Hattis at the Hattiesburg Cultural Center, which that address is 723 North Main, downtown. If you need the zip code, that's 39401, like if you're looking it up online or something like that. And it is free and open to public you don't even need a ticket you just show no up. ticket you don't need to make a reservation come on in and enjoy yourself oh okay. thank you so much for telling us about that <laughs> Alejandro thank you for opening your office and your space yes. to me today to definitely. have this wonderful conversation with you definitely I've enjoyed you being here I hope you're enjoying Hattiesburg love in Hattiesburg Thanks. like COVID has made it hard to have face-to-face mm -hmm. -face visits mm -hmm. with our mm -hmm. artists and organizations and mm -hmm. it's just wonderful to see what you're doing no so, Leslie thank you um, and uh, this is this is great and I'm, I'm honored to be a part <laughs> well and thank you to our audience for joining 
joining us for the Mississippi Arts Hour, which is a co-production of MPB Think Radio and the Mississippi Arts Commission. Thanks for listening to this MPB Think Radio podcast. MPB depends on support from listeners, so if you can, please contribute today at mpbonline.org. If you ever miss one of our locally produced shows or want to simply hear it again, you can find what you need at mpbonline.org or download our podcast app to your smartphone. MPB programming is on your schedule at mpbonline.org.